Hi, I'm Big Nakuma. And I'm Audio Nerd64. And we are your gamer friends. That was a carry. Well, you're supposed to do some kind of effect on it, right? Sure. Okay. So, uh, what are we doing this week? What are we talking about? This week on Logging On, so many games. Here Lots is the shit li- this week. Happy E3 season, y'all. It's a lot. All right, here we go. Battlefield Feminism. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Destiny 2 Year 2. Mario Tennis Aces. Fallout 76. Sea of Thieves. Pokemon on Switch. Blue Hole. Suing Fortnite. Sims 4. And City Skylines. And yelling, apparently. And yelling. A lot of yelling. I'm really a excited. A lot of yelling. I, this, I'm, this is my audition tape for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, is that your audition tape for Nailed It? <laughs> <laughs> she did do a lot of yelling. What are we getting into next? These past two weeks in Nerdum, we did see Deadpool 2. Uh, we're going to talk about it. We didn't see Solo, but it did bomb. Pusha T uh, has killed a lot of people's favorite rapper. And uh, <laughs> Steven Universe is finally being watched by Audio Nerd. Finally. Such a good show. Mm. Awesome. And then on the home screen, we are talking L.A. Noir, Destiny 2. Shocking, right? Sega Genesis Collection, Rocket League, The Division, and State of Decay 2. And then finally, after the mid-break, we have very special guest, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Brother of the host. Brother of one of the hosts. Chase. Chase. We're going to be doing a lot of repetition and talking a lot about single-player game experiences. I wanted to have a deeper conversation, but really, we just dive into God of War and uh, Detroit. Become human. Becoming human. It's not becoming human. This will make more sense later in the show. Just listen. All right. (laughs) Logging on, we're going to talk about what I think is the most important piece of news this week, and that is Seasons is finally coming to the fucking Sims. Again. Yeah, that's definitely the most important thing. For the fourth time. For the fourth time. I think it's the most important thing because Because. it's coming out on June 22nd. It's not like, oh, it's coming out in the fall. I don't have to wait very long at all. Y'all are not going to see me after the 22nd. Between that and City Skylines uh, Park Life, I am probably going to be on my computer quite a bit. Well, I hope we don't have an episode to post that weekend. Um, I hope we don't either. (laughs) I don't think we do. (laughs) Thankfully, the good Lord has uh, the gaming gods. Regardless, I'm... I'm really hyped for it. From the teaser trailer that we've seen, it does not look uh, like anything particularly revolutionary. Uh, (laughs) There is some beekeeping going on, and that seems to be a little new. But everything else seems to be pretty much what you would expect. If there's beekeeping, can you put the dog in a beekeeping (gasps) suit? Do they have the... Do they have that? Or is we just- have to put the little link in the show notes. Oh my there God, is an so adorable weird. little dog who is in a beekeeper costume. And I want to put my dog, Dobby, in the beekeeping costume. But he'd die from a heat stroke, probably. Yeah, Dobby's... He's challenged. He, he struggles. Regardless, my virtual Dobby will be playing in the snow and battling the summer heat and romping around in the rain... And getting cold in the autumn breeze, 
come June 22nd. And I could not be more excited. I'm so ready. Yeah. So I guess that's what's that encapsulates all that seasons are. It's just so it adds weather to the game, yes. which is funny. I guess you the game just simulates you, you're in California where it's sunny all the time. Yeah, kind of. There's just no weather in it right now. So <laughs> it's just uh, it's it's not even a factor. Seasons, actually, it matters what clothing you wear. Oh. So like if you go out in a tank top in the middle of winter, you're not going to do so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're wearing a coat in the middle of summer, you're not going to do so well. So that kind of stuff is... Sim's not hot. <laughs> exactly. Um, however, there's also holidays that come in. And so the year actually means something. There's mm-hmm. kind of an arbitrary uh, timekeeping system that mm-hmm. has days of the week. But it's really hard to keep track of what a sim year actually is in the game. But with seasons, it's actually very easy because, you know, for however many weeks, there's a season and then it cycles around. So, uh I'm very excited for it, and uh, I'm also probably going to be breaking up some of my Sims time with City Skylines. I have not yet played Park Life. Uh, It did come out. All of the reviews have been uh, great for it. It's definitely on the list of must-buy expansions, Uh, so I'm really excited to get into it. I do hold off on buying City Skylines expansions right away because uh, all of the mods break. When the new patch oh, comes out, so you gotta so, like wait for them. Exactly. Is that when you don't update your phone right away? You like wait for them to fix the bugs a <laughs> exactly. little bit. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I'll have more to report uh, in July, I guess, about these two. Um, but I'm super excited, and um, I hope all of you simmers are as well. All right. In other news, Battlefield Five. It was announced. It has a woman in it, Jordan. (laughs) Holy shit, there's a woman in the game. You know, it's not historically accurate (laughs) that a woman of color would be running around on the battlefield. Wait, she's of color too? I think that she can be or something like that. I'm not a Battlefield player. Neither am I. I'm just kind of watching this blow up from the sidelines. Uh, I get... People who really feel strongly about historical accuracy, but if but you also feel- I feel like most historical accuracy is just like wrong. It's like saying like, well, it makes sense that like black people wouldn't be around for yeah, I don't know in ancient English times or whatever. It's like niggas was always there. Yeah, I I think that a lot of people who are using that defense are using it as a shield because at the end of the day, does it really, really matter to you that much what the player skin is doing? Like, I'm sure the plot of Battlefield does not involve this woman getting a C-section. So, like, I can't imagine how you could be that bothered by what's going to be happening in this game. Men. Also, you don't have to play as a woman. So, like, just don't play with her. Men. If you feel that strongly. Mm, men. Yeah, I know. We're trash. I know. I know. <sighs> we need to do better. We're sorry. We Which are isn't sorry. enough. I'm well aware. Anywho. Um, another revolutionary act, I guess we can call it, <laughs> in this game, is that there are... That everyone's going to get the same player experience. No loot boxes. No... This edition, that edition, five, six, seven editions. You get the game, everyone gets it. Every single person has the same player experience, which I think is awesome. 
I really appreciate that because as an Xbox Destiny player that had to wait a full year for the first batch of exclusives, and then Destiny 2 was out before the exclusives from the second and third year of Destiny got to Xbox. So, like, I had to log back in to get the full experience and, like, run the strike that I hadn't had access to and stuff like that. And it's just obnoxious, and it splits the player base, and I really appreciate the stance that Battlefield is taking on this and, frankly, surprised as hell that EA is letting them do it. (laughs) I think EA fucked up so hard with Battlefront 2 that they're just like, you know what? We gonna let them do whatever the fuck they want. And yet it sounds like they're fucking with Anthem, so I don't know. Anthem. That cryptic tweet. What does it mean? I didn't put it on the list because that's all we got. Was a I know, it's literally just a, So we can't talk about it. It's just they tweeted something out. The logo looks nice. Anyway, I'm excited for all you Battlefield fans. It does look like it's going to be a fantastic entry into the series. Um, and, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll maybe I'll pick it up and see what all the fuss is about. Um, another thing that I can't really speak to because I haven't personally experienced it, although I certainly know that I have the opportunity to whenever I should so choose. Uh, the Megalodon <laughs> what a has oh. arrived in Sea of Thieves. But yeah, I think it's only lasting. Like It's a short event. Yeah. Uh, the new... What are they calling it? All the it? quest stuff with it is a time-limited event. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that like you could like go and find and fight the Megalodon permanently. I don't, I don't think that they're taking the Megalodon out. Mm. I could be misunderstanding. I'm not super jazzed <laughs> to Look, go fight it. Frankly, I watched it on YouTube. If you remember our talk about Sea of Thieves... I remember it. Sea of Thieves lacked a game. (laughs) Depth. Or content. Severely so. Um, Almost as like I was playing half of a game. I feel like there's a throwback to Metal Gear Solid, that little half game that they gave for full price. (laughs) I don't remember which one it was. Anyway, lacked content. Now they're adding content, which I think is just the wrong way to do it. Just... Don't put out the game if it has nothing in it. Damn. Just wait until you have some shit. At the same time, though, some people really like it as a sandbox. I don't know. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Again. It's definitely not, not worth me. $60. I'll take it, you know, in a 14-day trial for Game Pass. But yeah. I could not imagine paying $60 because it looks really pretty. And running around playing music is fun and annoying. It is occasionally fun. It does not seem like something that I'm going to invest any long-term time in, so I probably will not um, take down the Megalodon for myself. I did watch it on YouTube, and uh, it looks fun. You're afraid of the regular-ass sharks. What makes you think you're going to play with the big-ass one? That's very true. If the Megalodon attacked me, I would freak out and probably log out. Well, I hope, you know, that the people who do play Sea of Thieves, God bless y'all, enjoy the Megalodon. Let us know how it is. I guess. Last Tim. <laughs> Another thing that makes me smile and makes me laugh, like lack of content, is an abundance of lawsuits in the mm. video game industry. Hmm. Blue Hole, the makers of my preferred battle royale game, PUBG, mm. are suing Epic over Fortnite for similarities to their game. Um, 
Now, actually, I have never even played Fortnite, so I have to ask you, <laughs> Nick, when... Because I, I was reading on Game Informer that some of the, the similarities were, like, the sort of UI uh, and, like, the menu looks and how the game functions and stuff. When you were playing mm-hmm. Fortnite, did you feel that, like, oh, my God, this is, like, just like PUBG? No, I I actually think that they are distinctly different games in every way but the core gameplay. Which is... The battle royale, but I feel like that's like not copyright infringement. It's like saying that song uses the same chord progression as mine. Like you know, it's just a type of game, and that's it. There's nothing you can do about that. I think it's going to be hard for Blue Hole to make the case that they invented and own some kind of copyright on the concept of a battle royale. The similarities between PUBG and Fortnite are that you fly over a map, you jump out of a vehicle, you land, you pick up items to equip, uh, you know, guns and shields and all the other kind of stuff. And then you fight to the last person, whether by yourself or in groups of two or four. That is pretty much where the similarities end uh, because... decent list, though. But again, those are all just core gameplay mechanics like the the guns don't handle the same there's a very different set of guns they're not all modeled on real world guns there's things like rocket launchers there's things like yeah there's there's just like cartoonish stuff in Fortnite that is not in uh, PUBG, let alone the whole building mechanic, which is actually a huge part of how the game plays out. Like, mm-hmm. you don't just see people sniping each other from across the map or like crawling in the ground at the end, like you do in PUBG. Like, people are building fortresses, and you know, you're either trying to encase your enemy or encase yourself so they can't get to you and they waste all their shotgun ammo or whatever. Like, there's strategy involved in winning a Fortnite game that has nothing to do with anything that's in PUBG. Mm -hmm. So I do think it's a very different experience, which, frankly, is why there are people who prefer one over the other. Like, I think we can all agree that Fortnite won and (laughs) that more people (laughs) play Fortnite and enjoy Fortnite. Yeah. I saw something on PUBG today that said that they lost half of their player base since January. Um, so, well, I mean, I mean, I feel like they're not like, I mean, that's PUBG's fault. Like, it's they're, completely they're not Blue rolling fault. things out in right. a reasonable amount of time. This Everything is up in the air. They're not giving new features. They're not making enough updates. They have not stabilized the game. They Still. have not managed to make it run smoothly on consoles. And Fortnite works everywhere you can play it. Fucking phone. Soon to be on Switch. That leaked out that Fortnite is coming to Switch. Oh my God. So it's going to be on every conceivable console. And PUBG is relegated to uh, PC gamers, like hardcore people who are going to be able to like navigate Steam and stuff like that, and Xbox. And you have to pay for it. Fortnite is free. That's so right. I feel like this is just a really last ditch effort from <laughs> Blue the company. Let's just sue them. Yeah, I mean, I I know that they have a lot of investment and right. all that kind of stuff, but part of the lawsuit is the fact that they have to pay royalties to Epic uh, on uh, PUBG yeah. proceeds because they're using Epic's engine, uh, and they say not getting the full arsenal that 
obviously Epic has because their claim is uh, it's it's Epic's fault that they're not able to produce the content needed to compete. Okay. I'm officially... Okay. I'm done. Is really drama. That's messy. It's very messy. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going to keep playing PUBG. I mean, I'm yeah. enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. The new map is a lot of fun. I mean... <laughs> yes. But, you know, I'm also playing a lot of other things. Yeah. So. There you go. It's it's just what happens to games. Oh, well. Another game that always ends up being uh, in my cycle whenever a new uh, version comes out, uh, Pokemon is not just releasing one game on Switch, not just releasing two games on Switch. Oh, shit. But is, in fact, planning to release three games on Switch over the next two years, one of which is a fully-fledged RPG title, as in... The Game Boy Pokemon of our dreams will soon be on Switch, and I cannot wait. I'm so excited. You know, it's funny. I haven't played a Pokemon game since Yellow. What? Yeah, I used to play. I played it on my Game Boy. Ugh, and I think that was back before the Game Boys were backlit, too. Like, we had to have the little extension thing on it. to. Yeah, the Game Boy Yellow was not backlit. Yeah, no, that was... Oh, man, those are beautiful. I can't believe you have not played Pokemon since then. No, because, I mean, we, I, uh, what was it? It was a, I can't remember the handheld that went in between the Game Boy. No, okay, so we we did have a color advance, or the color, then the advance, and then I had a 3DS at one point, but, yeah, none of them. I've had each Nintendo handheld, but I never stuck I never played Pokemon games like that, which I think is really interesting. But I bought a 2DS to play Black and White, and then X and Y came out, and most recently Sun and Moon. Mm. Uh, I, I've played them all. I don't obsess over them. I don't try to catch them all, um, and I'm not the type of person to keep logging back in to regularly play. Um, however, I certainly will play on the Switch, and I think when that game comes out, we'll probably be... When I buy it, I think it's going to be Smash Brothers to market. Um, whichever mm. one comes first, Smash or Pokemon, that's, I think, when I'm going to pull the trigger on the Switch. Mm. All right. I'm really excited for it. Um, and there are those other two games that are going to come out. Uh, one that's like a Pokemon puzzle adventure game, and the other is kind of like um, a, an, a, a Pokemon RPG, but it's not a full title, and it's not um, 100% new. I believe it's based in Johto, and it's kind of a spinoff a little bit of Yellow. Um, I'm a little murky on what they plan on doing with it, but I'm sure all of that will be cleared up at E3, and regardless, incredibly excited to have uh, Pokemon coming to Switch and making that all official. Hmm. All right, well, keeping up with Switch news... Mario Tennis Aces is coming out very soon, June 22nd, and it features Mario running around in shorts. Is this the one where the picture was with Luigi and everyone figured out his penis size based on the size of the racket? Is this the game? Wow, that is way more information than I ever thought we would talk about on this show. I have no idea what you're talking about. That is all you. Oh. (laughs) 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 Well, apparently this image of Luigi in this game came out and people noticed for whatever reason that he has a dick in the picture. Like there's a little, there's a little bump for it. 
And, you know, the internet being the internet and people being people, they figured out Luigi's penis size based on the length of the racket. (laughs) And uh, now we're all sad. Oh, he's looking it up in real time. Uh, I thought you knew. I thought I thought people knew. I'm so sorry. I could have gone my whole life without knowing about that. <sighs> All right, so this game is coming out on the 22nd and features a campaign mode, which is something that Nintendo hasn't done for a very long time with the Mario Tennis franchise, but it's coming. That's actually the last Mario Tennis game I played was Mario Tennis on 64 that had the uh, tournament <laughs> mode. That's the wild. campaign. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks super fun, looks super cute, looks tennessee. When I was um, watching it, I saw the new like stand in the star and you can like spike it and actually choose what direction it goes. And mm. I was like, that's OP. How do you fight back against that? But then there's a defensive one too. They thought mm. of everything. They thought of everything. Just like, <laughs> you know, you're the sound box thing in the blue shell of Mario Kart. This is, I feel like Mario Tennis, when it first came out, was very much just like, here are the Mario characters playing tennis, and now it's like, here's like if Mario Kart was a tennis game. Yeah. <laughs> I really do hope that there's like kind of a, a normie mode, because I really liked the whole, oh, we're just playing tennis. But it's Mario. I just like tennis. So it's the only sport I watch. Go Serena. Go French Serena. Open. French Open. right now. Oh, I hope she wins all the titles. I think she's already out. Oh. Did... Actually, let me, let me find out. Shara Pova can't compete with Serena Williams even when she's on drugs. Is she is she out too? Uh, let me, Let's see. I haven't caught up on what happened today. Could you imagine being on performing enhancing, performance-enhancing drugs and still losing? <laughs> Badly? Like, could you... <laughs> it's so funny to Oh, me. no. She just... She won her second match. Good for Serena. It was a comeback. Ooh. Let's see if Sharapova is out. Wait, she's allowed to compete? Wasn't she on performance in drugs? It's been a while since her suspension. It's been like two years or three years. I feel like that's not long enough. You should be out for being a cheater for forever. Damn. She won. She's moving on, too. <clears throat> well, she's going to lose soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, go Serena. Uh, French Open happening right now. Go Mario Tennis. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to uh, play that at some point. I know that uh, our Switch friends, a Sarah with a Star, should be down at some point soon. So uh, maybe we can convince them to get some tennis. Mm. Um, moving on, I am incredibly hyped for this. I think uh, officially it is my most hyped thing going mm-hmm. into E3. Uh, formally announced, literally today, Assassin's Creed Odyssey after a major leak that showed some of the merchandising the <laughs> conver- <laughs> confirming the name. And then they dropped a teaser trailer where presumably the main character Spartan kicks <laughs> someone off of a ledge and it just Good. says, see you at E3. Um, Do you think they have the teaser trailers just ready to go in case a leak happens? I feel like they have the <laughs> I feel like they had the teaser trailer ready to go because they intended to let us know before E3, mm, but this leak the just leak, so happened. 
So I, conveniently, who knows if these leaks are actually engineered leaks. or if they're accidental or whatever. Regardless, I really feel like the Assassin's Creed franchise took uh, a big downturn. We've talked about this on the show, very first episode. That's right. Uh, did a deep dive into Origins. Check one it of out. My favorite experiences in gaming over the past few years, and I'm really excited. They say that this is a literal successor to Origins in the sense that it's a sequel. Um, so maybe it's the first part in another trilogy. Maybe uh, Aya and Bayek are coming back. There's a lot of different rumors about uh, who you'll be able to control and how you'll be able to control them and all that kind of stuff. Um, Even rumors that the Brotherhood from Assassin's Creed 2 are coming back. So uh, lots of uh, goodwill from me going to Ubisoft, who have really saved the franchise. Uh, I was not excited for Origins when it came out. Mm. It wasn't until I picked it up for myself that I really um, understood just how far back they brought it from the brink. So uh, bravo, Ubisoft, and I'm excited to see what happens at E3 with uh, Odyssey. All right. Another big E3 thing that people are going to be really excited about? Fallout 76. Some people. Some people. I've never played a Fallout game, but whatever. So Bethesda <laughs> made all of you Fallout people, wherever you are listening, sit in front of your computer screens on YouTube waiting for them to announce something. And when they finally did, it was a teaser trailer for the latest installment, Fallout 76. Um, according to the good folks at Kotaku, who have super secret sources, it's apparently supposed to be a survival game in the, like, Rust, which I've never played, so I don't know what people are talking about, but it's fine. Actually, kind of like State of Decay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it'll be, like, nuclear zombies, and you have to, like, build. More like probably just, like, building a thing. And Okay, I get what you mean. I get what I mean. So the rumor is that, like, it's connected to some part of the Fallout lore, which is this Vault 76 that's supposed to be open 20 years after nuclear Fallout. Or whatever, nuclear annihilation. It's a control vault. Control vault. Yeah. It does uh, seem to be connected to some pretty deep uh, Fallout lore. Um, I've never been a huge Fallout person, I got to say. I'm just, I'm not into first-person experiences like that. Uh, Same reason why I'm not a big Far Cry person. If they were both in third person, I would totally play them. Mm. But... I, I just don't not I do not like being stuck in first person like that if it's not a full on shooter. Mm-hmm. Destiny is really the only exception for me. Anyway, fair enough. Um, I'm excited about it. I I do think that I want to check this one out. Um, I, it seems a little more up my alley than some of the other Fallout games, and uh, you know we'll talk about State of Decay a little bit later. But I miss out on some of the survival genre just because I don't do horror tropes really in my games Mm -hmm. and so if this is going to be more of a straight up oh it's just nuclear fallout and people are assholes kind of thing i I think that i could probably hang so all right we'll see and our last bit of news um i'm gonna say i'm more excited about this than i want to admit but about what week ten dollar emo or the fact Stop it. That someone had to Stop fucking it. nightfall 100 times. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I am not trying to say that it is a perfect <laughs> game. You are not going to catch me being an apologist for this game. Could you imagine fucking up that hard? 
But what I will say... I hope that guy gets the reward. They should just <laughs> find out who he is and just give it right to him. But what I will say is that if they can pull this game back and bring us a Taken King 2.0, a Taken Queen, if you will... Um, I will be incredibly satisfied. So they're doing a full reveal stream uh, on June 5th at 12 Eastern. We are again going to do a live tweet of this. So make sure you're following us at GamerFriendsPod on Twitter. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I want to see what they're bringing to the table. I want to see narratively what they're doing. I want to see what kinds of quality of life improvements. And most of all, I want to see the timeline. Because even though I am uh, definitely playing a lot more Destiny, I know that the time is going to run out on that. Like, (laughs) Bones of Feet is already playing less Destiny uh, (laughs) this week than they were last week, which was less than it was the week week before. before. Um, So I know that it's already moving in that direction. Um, But... I feel like I might keep playing just because I, I've i been enjoying myself and I've really I mean, been yeah. having fun with the gunplay and stuff like that. And uh, they have made some things better. But if they do not release the quality of life updates ahead of time, ahead of September, and give us some time to digest it and really fix the base core game, if they don't do that first, then I, I don't feel comfortable buying it at launch no matter what uh, the previews are going to look like. Like, I want to know for sure that they have fixed the game before I put any more money into it. And part of that is going to be them hopefully giving some of it to us ahead of time. Well, all right. Um, I have nothing to add except I've been enjoying the game, playing it, and uh, they're, they're fucking up still. Yeah. Cedric was alluding to to a situation where uh, some of the strike-specific loot, which we've talked about before on this show, Mm -hmm. um, was just not dropping. So people were doing this activity over and over again, one person in excess of 100 times. And this is not like a short activity to do. It at least takes 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, we're talking like 15 minutes a pop. 1,500 minutes of playing Destiny and it wasn't even possible for him to get the thing that already had a minuscule drop rate. So he was just thinking to himself, oh, I, I, I guess I'm just time. unlucky One again. Time. Oh, 50th time's the charm. 72nd time's the charm. 99th time's the charm. And then Bungie comes out and it's like, ah, actually, we kind of... There kinda, was a glitch! We yeah, fucked yeah, up! We messed up. <laughs> and it hasn't just been a problem this week. It's been a problem for three weeks and no one noticed. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it's really bad. That's really bad. It's really bad. They've got a lot of work to do, but uh, you know, that's why well. Odyssey is my most excited thing. Um, and uh, next episode, we'll have been through E3. We'll be on the other side. That's right. Let's move on to some nerdery in these past two weeks of nerddom. Mm. First up, Deadpool 2. We finally saw it. We did. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I do want to talk spoiler. about one thing that is a spoiler. Spoiler alert. So, spoiler alert. This will not ruin the plot of the movie for you. So, if you're the type of person that only cares about plot spoilers, I will not spoil the plot. But want to put out the spoiler alert. For anyone else, um, 
the funniest scene in the movie, obviously, was when they jumped out of the plane and went to attack the convoy. I had no idea that Terry Crews and all those other people were only (laughs) making essentially cameos. Yes. I really did think that they were doing an X-Force movie in Deadpool and that it was just going to be a bunch of superheroes fighting Cable and... I couldn't have been more wrong, and I am so happy that I was wrong because I laughed so hard. It was great. It was much funnier than the first one, I think, even though it had, um, if you would call that a plot, not as good of one as Deadpool 1. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I think, hmm, I don't know if I would say this one was funnier than Deadpool 1. I feel like it was on par with. I think I like the humor in Deadpool 1 the first time. I guess because now, like, with Deadpool 2, I'm used to it. I'm like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? It was a little more shocking and therefore a little funnier in the first one, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe. But I, I don't know. I really appreciated a lot of the uh, just gags that they did. Like, Domino's whole arc in the movie I thought was phenomenal. I really, really loved it. And I just found it funny how they approached that power. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> everything just kind of kept working out, <laughs> and I wasn't sure how cinematic it was going to be. And it's funny because the writers didn't either, which is why they did that whole bit about it, mm. which is which I found ten times funnier because I was thinking the same thing in my head going like, in. Luck. So luck. it just is a movie that's very aware of itself, and I love that. Yeah, um, yeah no, I know. Uh, I it was great. I'm excited to see what they do with the X-Force movie coming out of this now. Um, Because, like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Deadpool being... I don't know how I feel about Deadpool taking a little bit of a step back, right? Um, In his team-up movie. But I think it's going to be good. I'm excited. I mean, we'll see how Disney handles (laughs) releasing (laughs) an R-rated superhero movie. Well, I don't think that decision is finally yet. I think it's going to be, I think the the date is coming up soon where they're going to be like, okay, you are, either we are selling it or we are not selling it. I did see some rumor that it might not happen now, but. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Regardless, if you haven't seen it yet, I would suggest that you do. Um, It seems like most of you have not seen Solo. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, it bombed at the office. (laughs) The the box office. You can't do that when I'm drinking something. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, it did not do great at uh, the box office. But apparently I heard the movie was really good. I've heard completely opposite opinions. I've heard that it is terrible and I've heard that it's amazing. The one of the mo- I'll say the most enthusiastic review that I've gotten was that it was really good. Except the first 20 minutes are a real slog. And I was like, well, it is a Star Wars movie. We got to yeah. get through a bunch of exposition. So... But what I will say in defense of it, as someone who hasn't seen it, is that I'm a sucker for a heist movie, love a good heist movie. I really can't be disappointed movie. by heist movies, even if it's like I come away from it thinking, oh, what a simplistic little plot that they had there. I might not love it, but I'm not going to feel like I wasted my time. So Fair enough. I do plan on going to see it. We got to see Ocean's 8. When is that coming out? It's coming out next month. Oh, okay. Yeah. Next month is Jurassic Park. Ocean's Eight and The Incredibles. I am. Do we have tickets for that yet? Oh, it's like that for you? Absolutely. 
I forgot your 10. It's like, it's like, that's when the Black Eyed Peas were good. Did you know that the Black Eyed Peas did the music for The Herbs, which is the Sims franchise's attempt to be black? Yes, I knew that. I had no idea until I watched the YouTube my, video today. I think my cousin brought it, and like it came with music, too. <laughs> like, free music. Oh, what a mess. What a mess. Black Eyed Peas are a mess. I hope they're doing well. I hope Fergie's doing well after. Well, whatever. Um. Anyway, I... I... <laughs> Speaking about artists... Speaking about artists doing well or not. Oof. Somebody check on Drake. This counts because we've talked about Drake on the podcast, so it's totally canon and acceptable and applicable to us. Also, had Drake replied that night, it would have been a black Twitter holiday. I would have had to call off from work. This episode (laughs) might not have been made had Drake replied the night of Pusher's response. I Um, felt scalped on his behalf. All right, so we got to go back. Pusha T, cocaine rapper extraordinaire. Do not mess with a 40-year-old man who keeps <laughs> box braids. Just don't. This is don't. Pusha's been around for a minute. Um, is now the president of Good Music. Kanye uh, produced his latest album with the hella disrespectful Whitney Houston photo. Mm-hmm. Daytona mm-hmm. and the last song, Infrared, made some subtle shots at Drake and his parent, Ghost Riding Ways. It seems like it's common knowledge to everyone but the public, so I feel like we can just take them at their word. If every rapper is saying like, it when they get into beef with Drake, then it's probably something that's accurate. Probably. Who? I mean, at the end, this is not a hip-hop show. I won't get on my hip-hop pedestal here. I feel like Drake, in a lot of ways, is like Dr. Dre. Like, we know Dr. Dre doesn't write a lot of his stuff either, but it's like, I'm not— going to listen to Drake for bars. I'm like, I'm going to Drake because I'm drunk in a bar and I'm trying to dance to some appropriative diasporic music. <laughs> Anywho. Um, it's just like diet. I'm like diet West Indian when I'm you know listening to Drake. So, so anyway. Um, so <laughs> Always. <laughs> anyway, um, he did not like the shots that Pusha T took did not like on the, the album. Uh <laughs> I guess that he felt in between Fortnite matches with his N-word using white friend Ninja. Uh, he felt comfortable responding. Got in the booth. Taking some shots of his own. I guess his ghostwriters got gassed up about being called out. Felt like he needed to respond. And uh, and he did. And that response track was good. It was good. And that response it had track, people it was, it, talking. It did. It, it was. I like listened to it and I was like... Okay, Drake. I thought yeah. it was. It was like one time I was like, "Wow, he has a formidable opponent here." A little too formidable, because Pusha let that weekend go by. He let that seventy-two hour. He let cycle. Drake gas himself up. He let Drake gas himself up. Sent that fake invoice. Sent another fake invoice. All that and the third. And Pusha was like, "Nah, son," and dropped his response. Listen. I respect anyone who feels comfortable enough to have a Yala Van Zant feature on their song <laughs> because when she came you on in the middle of Pusha T and said, you are hiding a child. I was like, wow. How much do you think she charged for was that feature? Own spot, like, is this courtesy of Own and Oprah? Like, thank you, Oprah, for contributing to this rap beef it like, was, for the culture. It was not an inference. <laughs> There was no power of suggestion. Woo. 
There was no implication. He said, you are hiding a child. Straight up. Like, no nothing. Straight no chaser. Listen, I was laid out. I Here's the thing. I Because at first I was like, oh, shit, Drake got him. How you know you go on my Twitter like, ah, Drake, you know, Drake don't even need to rap. Like, ugh, he can when he wants to. And then Push dropped his. This is how you know that this track was better. I had to go back like at least three or four times to listen to Push's. Oh, I yeah. gave Drake a once over, maybe twice, but like Push, I was like, Lord have mercy. Listen, on behalf of all mixed people, I gotta say, <laughs> it was it was a rough evening for those of us who have not dealt with our internal blackness. Mm. I was fine. But there were a lot of beige people on Twitter who seemed to be in a beige rage. They came for they're king, and there were folks who are not doing well. There are still some contenders from Meltdown May <sighs> as a result of this Drake and Pusha T beef. And you know it's really over because instead of producing a diss track in response, Drake made a statement about the blackface photos that Pusha T dropped. And then someone came out and said, Actually, that had nothing to do with this. <laughs> so Drake was just out there in blackface, trying to say it was part of an art project. And the people were like, mm, no, mm, doesn't, mm, doesn't. I didn't realize that last detail. Oh, it's not oh, worse. Yeah. No, it's bad. It's bad. And Drake went full white woman and called Instagram on Pusha T. Okay. I saw some things about that. We you can we cannot confirm that. Only the copyright holder mm-hmm. can make a copyright type claim to take something down on Instagram. So it has to have been the original that, photographer. I will eat my foot. All right, we don't know. We don't know. All we do know from that happening is that right now, only the original photographer, because he is the only one who can make that. It's a specific type of claim on Instagram that you cannot make. Just regularly. Like, there's a difference between reporting... He's flustered because I'm doing No, no, no. He's doing air quotes. I'm just, I, just want, I just want to completely explain this. Is that there is, like, content reporting. Like, oh my God, this is, like, offensive. This is bad. But it's a different type of reporting when you do it for a copyright infringement. Uh-huh. It's totally different. Uh-huh. Just saying. Okay. So the only people involved right now... Okay. ...is the original content creator, the original copyright holder, which is the photographer. Regardless. Regardless. Convenient timing to... Drake <laughs> got bodied. He did. We're Drake still was taking a lot a of response. L's. Like, Rihanna Oof. just didn't even acknowledge him <laughs> at all. She was like, Drake who? You saw I that can't he read. Unfollowed I don't know her. her. <laughs> no, that's so petty. He's so petty. It's so... I'm and so glad Push, this is happening to him. Because <laughs> he kind of... Yeah, I mean, I was kind of surprised that Push kind of went for it. To begin with, because the shots were subtle in infrared. Because at first, I like, had to listen to that one twice too, because I was like, wait, where are the shots? And I was like, oh, okay, they're tiny. I feel like he had this ready. I feel like he was He was like, let me Drake. get, let me just bait Drake into this so that way this album can make more sales than what we all knew it was going to anyway. It's a smart Ooh. strategy. Well, um, you know, I. I feel like this is a developing story. We will keep you updated. Oh, God. Um, I am enjoying myself quite a bit, and we so is the rest of Black America. Distracts I mean, are back. 
Diss tracks are back for the culture. I just, who was it? It was uh, Tracy Clayton was like, what are white people even, what is white Twitter even doing today? <laughs> and I was like, what is white Twitter doing today? Because that was Donald after Trump the again. day that Roseanne got fired. And I was like, mm. we're done with that. Mm. Um, lastly, in nerddom, I have finally gotten Audio Nerd in front of some Steven Universe. So I am doing a rewatch. He is watching for the first time. It's so cute. It's very cute. I love it. We're starting to get to the episodes that I'm like, oh, that made me want to shed a tear. <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm not going to. Um, it takes a lot. I almost cried at Toy Story 3. I wanted to ugly cry after Coco, but I was with my family, so I only let like two tears drop while we were sitting in the theater. But believe you me, I wanted to just let it out. <laughs> so it takes a lot. I'm just saying, is I have a high be like that. It's just very, it does it very subtly where it just sets you up for them to just smack you in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> well, uh, I'm very excited for us to check in on this because we are getting to the episodes that do not only tug at your heartstrings, they also blow your mind. Like, the plot kind of gets a little deeper with Steven Universe. Kind of like Adventure Time is very, like, artsy-fartsy, cute, and non-sequitur until it's not. And then it's, like, a (laughs) plot-based story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Steven Universe very much uh, goes the same way. So I'm excited for you to see more. And I'm very excited to rewatch. There are so many things that were very clearly foreshadowed. In fact, the most recent episode where, like, the whole world blows up, basically— um, that is very much 100% foreshadowed already. And I'm just like, wow. Where they the really blows had up? it ready. Not literally. Where what blows up? Their world. It blew up? Moving on. In the home screen, I have been stepping away from some destiny. Finally. Um, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> to to branch out into some other things. Um, very, very quick, I will say, uh, The Division was on the list because there was another global event. Did you play it? I did play it. Uh, however, The Division is now so good at giving you opportunities to earn rare gear that the very first day that I played the global event, I got the one final piece of gear that I was missing for the only build that I wanted to successfully uh, get through by the end of the, the global event. So I kind of was done on the first day. Oh, I kept playing it. Like, I played a few times. I got some... Uh, you don't have to justify it. I mean, if you stop playing it tomorrow, I wouldn't give a fuck. I, I'm just saying I kept playing it, and I was enjoying the global event. It is probably my least favorite global event. Uh, this one was every time you reloaded, you had a different type of special ammunition. So one type of ammunition was, like, setting people on fire. Another type was... Uh, making them uh, poisoned with gas. Like, there was that kind of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it wasn't, like, the powerful global events that they've had in the past, but I'm satisfied because I got my Predator's gloves. All right. Well, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Um, What have you been playing? Um, Let's see. What have I been playing? State of Decay 2 came out. Got it on that. playing a lot of that. Xbox Game Pass. I got two free months because of the hard drive I bought has uh, gave you two months for free. Hey. 
Um, so it's uh, it's a survival zombie game, sort of like if you watch The Walking Dead, but the zombies aren't constantly in your face. So you're like building civilization, finding things, you know, building civil, whatever. Um, and what's cool about it is that it is online multiplayer, so you can play it with friends. It's cross-platform, so I did play it with Chase, who's mostly a PC player. Um, and I played it with Jack and Tim, who really enjoy it too. Um, it's really good. I really liked it. It's a little glitchy right now, which is like a little annoying. Mm. It's just because like a lot of the, there was like one time I was playing and like the menus, half the text went away and I was like, oh, this is like really bad. Cause like it's at the beginning of the game. So I don't know. Why can't games ship finished? I don't know. It just seems like an epidemic. Yeah. And there was like some weird things, especially when you're playing with people like they have, to, there's like these big backpacks that you can like get but like only the person who's uh hosting the group can drop them off where you need to drop them off so like other players would have to like drop it in front of the thing and i have to pick it up and drop. it's like a lot of like little like weird things here and there you're just like this is a inconvenience this doesn't make sense it's not the smoothest gameplay experience um but it is i like it it's a little bit different it's not like a really fast-paced really action heavy zombie game it's like a little bit more chill it's not scary at all. I'm trying to get Big Nick to play it, but he won't because he's like, I don't like horror. And it's really, it's like really not. It's third person. The camera is super far out from you. So you're never like, zombies. But that's whatever. I I really like it. And apparently it's a quick campaign to get through. Like once you finish one round, you can like bring the surviving members of your camp to like your next campaign and just keep doing it and keep doing it in different ways. Um so yeah, it's a lot of fun. I like it. Well, like I'm it. glad that you like it. I will never play it, but um, good for you. Would you um, watch me play it? Would absolutely you not. Watch some gameplay on YouTube with all the lights on. No. Ugh. Nope. Whatever. Not at all. What else? A game that is also scaring the shit out of me <laughs> is L.A. Noir. Um, Fast car. <laughs> Pinot Noir. <laughs> I love detective games. I played the Sherlock Holmes games um, and really, really loved those. Um, I know that there are some single-player detective experiences that I want to get into on the PlayStation when I finally get one. L.A. Noir has been on my list for a while, mostly because it's a Rockstar game, not because it was a detective game. Um, but in playing it, I've got a lot of very specific complaints, uh, and I feel like the game could be so, so good. Um, but there are just really weird sound choices in it. <laughs> um, Which brings a tear to my eye, or a it's completely to my, a from hanging to out my with ear. Audio Nerd that I even <laughs> notice these things. Like, recording this podcast has taught me so much about how audio works and what sounds good and why it sounds good and what sounds bad and why it sounds bad that I'm really able to pick up on, oh, this person was not even recording in the same time frame as this other person. They weren't in the same room. They weren't using the same mic. And it just sounds bad. Like, I don't understand how uh, a AAA studio would uh, release something with so many audio glitches. And I find it super ironic because a lot of the detective gameplay is reliant on sound. There are sound cues when you get close to clues. Uh, and when you finish collecting all of the relevant clues, there's a sound cue. Um, 
and all that stuff is fine, but then you'll be like interrogating someone, and for some reason you can hear the typewriter out in the secretary's like area, and it's incredibly loud, and for whatever reason sounds like static. So <laughs> I thought my speaker had popped and like was getting really annoyed and upset that I had somehow ruined my speakers. Uh, and it was just this weird sound design choice in the game. Um gameplay though. I really, really love it. Uh, There's a whole homicide arc where you are basically solving the Black Dahlia murders. Uh, Murder, I know, in real life, but murders, plural, in case of L.A. Noir. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm I'm just super into... that kind of puzzle and brain teaser uh, type experience. Mm. Um, I've tried showing you the the Sherlock ones. Uh, you did? And you just kind of find them a little boring, I think. I don't think so. I mean, oh. I, I've played LNOR for a little bit, um, and I, I thought it was a little slow for me, but y'all know how I like my game's action front and center. It definitely um, is a slower paced experience. Yeah. Which I mean, maybe if I mean I have like a whole slew of games I just really need to finish. So I mean, you know, I I bought that one technically. Not a big game share. That's only which one <laughs> you got to play it. Um so I, I would sure suggest that you watch it. I don't know that you need to even play through it. Okay. If you're just interested in what the plot is, then you know, just watch a, a walkthrough on YouTube. I don't think this is like a must-play title. Uh-huh. But if you are into detective stuff, then definitely give it a spin. I'm really enjoying it. I'm about, I think I'm roughly about half of the way through. I'm more done than not done, but I still have about a. Uh, um, half of the cases left to go. So uh, it's been a great time filled these past two weeks. Word. Um, let's see. What have I been playing? Uh, so I picked up the Sega Genesis collection for Xbox, and that has a special place in my heart because the Genesis was my first console. Aww. I know how cute. Um, Jack was really jazzed about it. Jized? Jized. <laughs> Tim is trying to make this new thing called jized happen. What, what the fuck is that? Short for energized. I know. See what I have to deal with, y'all. <laughs> um, that was that was not a sub. That was direct shade. <laughs> um, so yeah, it has like like thirty plus. It's a it has a bunch of Sega Genesis games in there. Um, and the emulation is actually can be like really um detailed. Like they're like you can like choose the different sort of ways how the game looks based on like how, like, whatever pixel settings you want, stuff like that. You can, like, curve this TV screen to make it even look older. Um, It was really dope. And I just, the first game I played and the only game that I really got into was Sonic the Hedgehog, as per usual. Um, I have to get into playing, like, I know Jack is really into Streets of Rage. And it's multiplayer, so you can play with all of your gamer friends. That's exciting. There is also a mirror mode. In the in the emulation settings, which allows you to like s- flip the game in a, like a mirror image of itself, I don't know why you would do that. I thought when someone like was like someone, I read it somewhere. I was like, oh, it has a mirror mode. I thought it meant that it switched the entire game backwards, so you were starting from the end of the game, and then you go back to the beginning. And I was like, ooh, finally, I can see the last stage of Song of the Hedgehog because I never got that far. Oh, <laughs> I think the farthest I got was like the sixth or the seventh world. Um, oh. 
I was like, ooh, and then it was like, nope, you just ever kidding. finished a game ever? <laughs> I finished uh. Mass Effect. Was disappointed. That's probably why you don't finish anything. Oh, you get to the end of and you were so disappointed. Reaper Godchild bullshit. <laughs> um, speaking of disappointment, we still have been playing some Destiny. Um, and I actually wanted to talk about it this week, not because there's any spectacularly new gameplay news, and we know that there's going to be a lot more news of uh, year two coming up, but because they actually went back and nerfed uh, one of the major new parts of the new expansion, Escalation Protocol, um, which, as we've discussed, is basically a hybrid kind of horde mode. Um, Anyway, it was supposed to be tuned um, so that it was about 30 um so that it was about 15 levels higher than what you can achieve in the game just to make it you know extra hard and people were like mm, it's actually too hard and so they have you cannot uh, please the destiny community yeah they've gone back and made it easier so now there are people who are upset that it's easier uh but the moral of the story is you should be able to beat it now with only 3 people so you don't need to do the full uh, you know, fire team of nine thing. Uh, the there fuck? was a big controversy in the it community. Just doesn't because at least if you were like, oh, okay, we usually have we have fire teams of six for like Iron Banner. We have fire teams of six for raids. People should have a fire team of six. A fire team of nine, really. Well, it wasn't like a full fire team. It was just that they had to juggle the instance and get everyone who spawned in to the uh, instance to participate. And Mm. there were some shady dealings going on to either force people out of the instance that they loaded in or to make them give up their party or whatever. So I really think that uh, at the end of the day, that's why Bungie made this change, not because they really thought that they uh, made it too hard. Um, But on the flip side, that means I'll definitely be able to do it this week. So (laughs) I'm really excited. Uh, I should hit 380. So uh, I'm I'm at the – I'm like 360. You're like 365. 365. 364. Yeah, I always lag behind everyone else. But I'm getting better at... We went through the entire... Destiny really... They need to fix upgrading weapon handle. Like, all of that. Like, I feel like the Division is like a super simple... Not super simple, but like way easier to grasp and understand and upgrade your things to get to the best level. And Destiny's is just a little too convoluted for me sometimes. And I think it's just like they give you so much shit that you don't need. I just have a whole bunch of crap. Someone should do one of those videos like that guy. Uh, <laughs> trash. Stop. It's trash. <laughs> trash. You don't need it. Blah, blah, blah. It's trash. It's trash. <laughs> There's a guy who did division uh, videos about not hoarding trash gear, uh, which we'll link in the description because it's actually a really good guide for anyone who's playing the division. That's true. I learned um, a lot. <clears throat> I should rewatch those when I play again. Lastly, uh, both of us have been getting into some Rocket League. Uh, it's just been uh, kind of the de facto PUBG replacement. Like, if we're not playing something uh, that requires some hardcore dedication, we're mm. just like, oh, we might as well play some Rocket League. Yeah, because um, I feel like it's a, it's less intense, takes less time. You can, yeah, like, it's not a time get in a quick round of um, Rocket League. And I've been having a, a great deal of fun with the chat in there. Um, there's like a very uh, 
limited chat for console players that kind of has phrases that are pre-rendered. Uh, and uh, it's a lot of fun to tell someone that they had a great save after they missed something. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've been doing a lot of abusing of that system. Uh, only when people are mean to us first, though. Right. Let me point that out. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, the the new season uh, just started. There's a new map. It's a beach themed, um, and it's pretty cool. You should check it out. I really like all the customization in Rocket League. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the cars look really, really cool. I'm not anywhere near good enough to get any of that cool stuff without paying for it. So uh, I guess I'll just always to play. look like a dumb Rick and Morty fan with all my Rick and Morty stuff on my car. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that that, that wraps it up for, uh, the home screen. We are about to introduce a very special guest. That's right. Cue music. Let's welcome friend of the show and what we're going to call our resident PlayStation expert, (laughs) Chase. You heard him at the bonus episode. That's actually the only thing. It's not a whole list. I inflected like it was a list, but there's not. Welcome. Hello, sirs. How are you doing this fine evening? You know, evening. I'm doing well. How are you doing, Jordan? I'm fine. I just... You know, I would give my brother a better intro. That's all. That what disrespectful. Would you say? I I think it was adequate. It was. I mean, it was adequate. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. You know, we don't do traditional Six ratings here. We don't believe in numbers <laughs> here at Gamer Friends. But Except for you know, if you keep if you keep if you keep disrespecting review. me, oh yeah, we you keep disrespecting me. I'll shut the show down. All right, I'm gonna shut it down. You're gonna give us a bad review. I'm going to give you that Roseanne Barr treatment, all right? I'm going to shut your Whoa. shit down. Got it? Whoa. I don't think we did anything that bad, though. <laughs> I don't know oh, that we qualify. That shit was awful, though. It was. Oh, well. Poor her. Not really, though. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about some games. Well, I do want to set the scene a little bit, though. You want to set the scene? I want to set the scene. So we're in the middle of what no one else is calling, but I will call a single-player <laughs> renaissance. renaissance. And what I mean by that is that for the past five years or so, we've had some really consistent and amazing single-player experiences that have really bucked the trend of most games being uh online all the time and multiplayer like exclusively everything is a multiplayer activity um you know and a lot of those games are my favorite games but i feel like playstation in particular has really carved out a market for really solid single player experiences two of which uh, I think we're going to talk about a great deal right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm just curious to hear if uh, you, Chase, or 
Uh, Cedric, if you think that that is accurate, am I just uh, too much into Destiny and the Division to see all the great single-player stuff going on (laughs) regularly? I don't know. What are your thoughts, Chase? I think... Um, single player games, yeah, I think, I think they're um, making a comeback. I think like uh, you know, people making these making these single player games predominantly now, not predominantly, but like if they seem to be more revitalized a little bit, you know, God of War and Detroit and stuff like that, and other stuff. And I think Microsoft is more multiplayer focused. I feel like than PS PlayStation, and uh, you know, Wii U had what was that one? The the Zelda one, Skywards. What was it called? Oh, Breath of the Wild. Bethwell, yeah, more single player. Yeah, I think I think they're going back. I think they're remaining, you know, more single player focused. While Xbox is more of the dude bro console, you know, it's very multiplayer ish focused. Uh oh, we did have a couple. Of, we had a couple. Bro. We have at least one dude bro on the last episode. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> Whoa! Wait, wait, who was it? Who was it? <sighs> Um, the dude, the dude in the mirror, entered the party the first time. That was with. It was Tim. the guy. It was definitely the guy who asked us about you know who. Oh, it was fucking. Dumb. <laughs> that, that's totally who it was. Who I was like, not who I would describe the... as a dude, bro. But I was like, like you what? Would... Okay, uh... I'm just thinking Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get let's talk about some games. God of War. What are your thoughts? God of War. Um, I liked it a lot. I didn't play the first three because like, um, Kratos likes. How you say murdering a lot of innocent people? So I don't um mm-hmm. I'm not really on board with that. <laughs> we were kind of young. Play this one a lot. Yeah, we were young. Yeah, I was young. Like when the first one came in like 2005, and then it finished its run in 2013 with with Ascension, and then they had a five year gap, and then they reinvented it and make the new God of War, which is just called God of War, not the kind of little title under it. So we love subtitles. This is here. A new, it's a little upsetting. Yeah. It's it's um it seems like it's like I think of it like a soft reboot almost like you you do need knowledge like you don't need knowledge of the um first three games but it does help out a lot actually sorry five games because it's PSP ones but whatever anyway like you don't need those mm. and it's starting out in a new mythology now it's it's really good um the voice acting is really good the story is really good the gameplay is really good um I'll get into more detail about that stuff later but my only real complaint is the camera it's just like just like humps Kratos' back for the entire game and it's really annoying. I'm trying to focus on shit and like you just, you just like, yeah, I get it. This guy, he goes to the gym, he's working out on his back muscles, he does some squats, he's doing squats, like it's great. But you know, I'm trying to see shit. Like right. what? Yes, yeah, so it's a it's a third person third person action game. Action adventure game. Uh yeah. where you play the God of War and his son. Atreus, or boy. boy, as he's called. Boy. Yeah, boy. He says boy literally <laughs> boy, you after get every over fucking sentence. Boy. <laughs> yeah, in a lot of ways, I think Kratos is like a black father in that. He says boy. He's, he's like, boy. He's, he's voiced actually voiced by a black he's person. Bo- yeah, yeah, is he yeah. voiced by? I didn't know. You can yeah. tell by looking at him. He's gray. Yeah, he's, he's is Kratos is white, though. Kind of funny. He's super pale. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah he is. He's discolored. Um, <laughs> um, I want to talk about the gameplay for a minute. I, What's that? I don't. What is gameplay? Who knows? I don't know, man. <laughs> um, I actually I don't play a lot of games like God of War, as we all know. I'm more of a third person shooter racer type, but the Ew. gameplay felt <laughs> the gameplay felt really really good. 
And I don't know if you feel that way playing more of these types of games more often. But for me, I don't know, like just the the axe wielding felt really good, even though I always forget to send it back. Yeah, I used to do that when I first started playing out too, yeah. You're just like, where's my axe? And I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't force play. Yeah. What happens when you don't call it back and you just lose your axe? It's over? No, you can like call it back. It's like a like a it's lightsaber like more, or Thor's. Mjolnir. It's like Mjolnir. Yeah. So you can call it back, but like I've been there's plenty of times where I went to go throw it and it's like, what are you doing? Mm. And I'm like, oh, it's gone. That feels really good, but also like the hand to hand combat feels great. Like I played up until the first uh I guess the first boss battle. We can call that in the game. Is that a boss battle? Um eh, the first kind of big most of the boss battle in the game. Yeah. Um, so you yeah, fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. You fight that enemy. It's I don't call it like a mini boss. You fight that a enemy quite a bit. What was the character's name again? Who? He's like I can't be hurt. I don't feel any of the things. Oh, um, slight spoiler. You know the game's been out for a while now. His name is Boulder. That's Boulder. Yeah. So in Norse mythology, he's like the dude that doesn't feel anything. So like he comes and he's like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. You beat the shit out of him for a while, and then like yeah, he's like I don't feel his, any of this. Ha ha. Yeah. He um. In mythology, I don't. I'm not too versed in it. I know someone's gonna be like, "Well, Chase, actually," but um, I'm, I'm gonna go give the best I can. <laughs> read a, I read a little bit up on it. His main thing is light or something like that. Like I think it's light. And um, yeah, his his mother, who I am gonna give away, um, Freya, like uh, casts uh, protection on him where he can't be hurt or anything like that. But she completely forgot about this, his weakness, which is um mistletoe. And uh, like she didn't count for it, so that's that's his story. And then he just sort of, you know, gets killed by mistletoe. Isn't in the in the mythology he also can't feel like sex, so he's like, oh yeah, he's like, ah, he's I can't. super angry ah, all I the can't. time. So basically, he's like, this, ah, I can't, I can't fuck. Ah, pretty much, yeah. You know, so this hmm. super angry dude comes to beat <laughs> you up, and it's the first fight where you're using your fists and like running around for the most part. And it just felt really great. Like I, you know, it's yeah, funny you're making lit. fun of the camera, which it is a little like, like. It's like, hey, do you want to see a Cleo's asshole? Of course you do. Yeah, it's like net. Like, no, it's like very want. like Netflix. <laughs> one, we're gonna do this in one shot. And you're gonna watch the character do the whole thing from this one yeah, perspective. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but in like, if it, it feels really good and looks really good when you're in those action scenes, like walking around, you're just like, this is unnecessary. <laughs> if, yeah, like the, the beginning. The, the problem with the beginning is that like it's really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like you just fight, you just fight him, and it's really like if they ever wanted to like if they ever make a Superman game or a superhero, like a, you know, like a superhero mm. game, like something like that. Like yeah, that's yeah. what I want it to feel like. But like the pacing kind of suffers a little bit. Like story wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like, uh-huh. like like you don't fight someone like that until later on in the story, and then. You know, you fight Balder again and again later on, but um, yeah, like it, it doesn't really reach those heights. The, the bosses, a lot of them, like, but that that um, what was it? That troll you fought early on? Mm-hmm. They, they repeat that a lot, and it gets kind of annoying. Um, but uh, yeah, that, fights like those, yeah, fight, yeah, fights like those are really good though. And you get to fight dragons and stuff like that too, and that's really good. I love a good, love a good dragon fight. Yes, fight dragons too. What did you think about the visuals? It's really pretty. Um, it's very pretty. You know, it's really it's really pretty looking game. Do you have a pro? Yes, I do have a pro. I do. I don't have a 4K TV because um, I don't have any money. So that's not how that's not working. You know, I don't have any money. and Like most you know, of I'm us. Definitely not, so why do yeah, you have I'm a pro? Yeah, I'm definitely not wasting it on. You know, I could go get food. 
But I'm like, no, let me get this 4K TV for $700. No, I'm good. Like, well, I'm I think food. you got the Pro before 4K, like, super duper took off, right? I got the Pro because what happened was I gave my PlayStation to this ungrateful piece of garbage. Um, <laughs> I gave the regular, my regular first PlayStation for to my own place, a piece of garbage, who, like, basically got it for free and all my games on for free. I was like, all right, let me just buy a new one. Um, <laughs> the joke was I gave it to my brother. You know, that was a joke, by the way. Um, thank you. Uh, we so had no then, idea. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm for your audience. They love me. So then I was like, let me just get another PlayStation because I wanted wanted to go like before I go back to go to college. I like, wasn't bringing my PC back with me because no, it's a too lot of heavy pieces. and stuff like that. It is a heavy. Yeah, it's too heavy, and I don't want to break it because no. So I was like, all right, let me just get the Pro then. So that's that's basically that. And then I played Injustice too a little bit, and then I discovered, wow, this game is ass. And then I put it down and played The Last of Us. Wow, this game's really good. Yeah, but I mean, even though with even without the 4K, just upscaling it in HD, it, it still looks <laughs> yeah stunning. I like. Yes, yeah, so it was before. Couldn't believe it. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I just I I I think that Sony is like kicking Microsoft's ass right now when it comes to graphics, like because you have a 4K, right, Nick? Yeah, I have a 4K. Even on the 4K TV, like I feel like the games look they look great, but my goodness, these Sony games look fantastic. They do. They really do. And um, you know, you know they look really good because every time I ran God of War, it sounded like the PlayStation was like having sex with a freight train every <laughs> oh. single time. It was it was it was really getting it in there. It does get really, very you have to turn the volume up when Chase yep. is set up a little it's bit louder really, than usual. Really bad. It's very loud. It's really loud. Oh my See, gosh. I'm like, I can't think. <laughs> what, what is this? My Xbox One X is great. I have no complaints about it. It works just it's fine. Totally, it's yeah. quiet. And it can graphically compete with the Pro. It's just that uh, all the games that can take advantage of it have not been built for it. Like, there's no studios making God of War for Microsoft. We get Gears of War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gears of War is great. Oh, I God, love Gears of great. War. It's, it's a fantastic no, franchise. Never played it. I just no one don't knows, no one says that. love the... I used I love two and three. I no, you don't. No, no one. Nobody loves Gears of War. False. It exists. You're like, oh, this False. is here. I'll play no, it. No, Gear, no. Gears of War is like the mini golfing of like hanging out with your friends. Like, Absolutely. all right, well, let's just go. We got nothing else better to do. I spent so many hours in horde mode. Like Gears of War two was home for me for quite a while. Yeah, I will give credit to that. I will give credit to that. That 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 game did like popularize horde mode. Now every other game in their mother has horde mode in it. I just feel That's like we have to I'll put some respect on some Gears respect of War's Gears name. Of War. A little bit, and then I'll take it away because I mean it's Gears of War. It's like Destiny. It's like ugh. But like, like no, no thanks. <laughs> No one is making graphical masterpieces for the Xbox, even though the Xbox totally could handle it. Yeah, no, it's kind of yeah. a shame, though, because Microsoft is the computer company. <laughs> you would think <laughs> that someone would be... I mean, the games look great, but, you know, it's like... You think they, they would have... I can't even think like, of anything. ...freaking Halo on PC. I'm like, why, why don't they? Oh my why God. can't I play Gears of War? I don't want to play that. I, don't, I want like, a real game. I want Halo. I feel like that's a I'm, conversation... I am one of those evil, bad people that still likes Halo, even though 4 and 5. No, 4 is okay, and then I'm playing 5, and 5 isn't very good, but I, I still like it. Sorry, off tangent. It's okay. Well, it's okay. Let's get back on track. Speaking about games that look really, really good, 
Detroit, becoming human. Oh boy. Here we go. It's going to be long. It looks great. I'm David Koesch. I'm David Koesch. And I'm the master of subtlety. That's how he makes fun of David Koesch. Marcus, he sits in the back of the bus, just like in the Silver Rice movement. Okay. I'm David Koesch. Jordan has not heard anything about this game. I'm David Koesch. I'm French. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) We're sorry. I'm being racist right now. (laughs) I apologize. I want to get hired. I don't know. I mean, like, did the French do that? I know. <laughs> the French yeah, are yeah, yeah, okay. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Alright, so Detroit Becoming Human is a, I guess a story Detroit based. Become Human, not Becoming Human. Sorry, Detroit Become Human. Jeez. Gosh, you're not a real gamer. <laughs> Think gamer girl. Now, if you excuse me, I have to go back to YouTube comments. Oh, Battlefield 5. <laughs> <laughs> I demand a in my game featuring respawns. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my god. Alright. <laughs> Detroit becoming sorry, human. Sorry. No, it's it's fun. It's funny. Become human, not become why are you saying become a human? <laughs> Detroit become human. What is wrong with you? This is why we can't let black people play video games. What is this? <laughs> okay. Say, excuse me, I have to go back to my incel form. <laughs> All lives matter. All lives matter. <laughs> Uh, okay. All right. <coughs> Here we go. Detroit becoming we human. We have no audience. Oh, no, it's gone. It's obliterated. <laughs> All 20 of y'all. It's <laughs> the third time you said Detroit it. Detroit Become Human Thank is a you. new game from the makers of Heavy Rain, which Ew. is a graphical Garbage. masterpiece. Yes. Uh, and takes a very... Uh, Storyteller. It's like a movie. It's not. It is like a, a movie. It's a game. It's a movie that you play, not really. Uh, yeah. Like a an actiony kind of. I game. would like this is the type I'm of David game. Cage. That are sixty dollars for my movie, please. This I'm is the type Cage. of game that I would like place. introduce to someone to be like, hey, I know you don't like playing video games. I know you're like more of an Netflix person. You should try this game. Yeah. If you have sixty bucks and four hundred to spare for a console. Anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> classist. Ooh, I'm just I'm getting dragged on my own show. I will get into a lot of detail with this game and David and like you guys. You know, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I do have a lot to say about this game. This is a very interesting game to me because I did play and beat it. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just very hyped up. In Grand Theft Auto Five campaign fashion, you play as three different androids, um, and each of these androids has their own sort of arc their own story. And I got to the point in the game where they start to actually meet up. So the whole point of the game revolves around the idea of deviants, which are androids that are like going against their programming, going against their code in iRobot-like fashion. I was about to say, it's just iRobot. It's just iRobot, but the yeah, androids yeah, actually That's what like, I said. <laughs> I was like, it's just iRobot. Like, I'm David Clash and I like Will Smith. Yeah. I'm David Clash. Oh my God. <laughs> The, fir- the first one you start off with is Connor. He is a police officer android, and he, like, helps solve crimes, in- specifically involving deviant androids. There's Marcus, who is played by Jesse Williams. He is him. He's black android. Uh, ooh, <laughs> I'll get to him. No, we'll, we'll get to him later. We'll ooh, get to we'll him get later because he has some interesting... Oh, boy. So he... Oh, um, boy. He's a caregiver android, and he helps his old this old man who's a painter. He's a famous painter. Um, but he's a super yeah, he's, special he's, android. He has like he's like a special prototype. And then there's Kara. She's like your more 
like regular degular type of android. She is also a caretaker and she is dealing with uh, a single father and Todd, who's really abusive. A single super abusive father and his daughter. Alice. I'm going to just spoiler alert now. We're going to get into some deep, 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 probably uh, story details. So if you haven't played, maybe you shouldn't listen. What? I don't want to be spoiled. Oh, you don't want to be spoiled? <laughs> oh, let me go. Let okay, me go. Okay. I, I want, I'll, I'll try not to spoil it. Right, I'll, try, I'll be nice. Spoil, I'll try not to spoil like, it. Big and, and keep in mind, if I do spoil it, there are like a ton of other paths you can take, so it's not really that big of a deal. But I, well, I, I, I just won't spoil leave this it part. <laughs> do you want to just? Do you want to just go? Do, do right. you want to go? I don't want to get spoiled. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, 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 so here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about the three stories, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to give you any details. Like, but I am going to talk a lot about Marcus's story. Um, but I'm just going to go give you the broad strokes of it and the quote interesting aspects of it. I, I'm not going to go too deeply into story details. Okay. Like I'll just talk about roughly the beginning. I, I won't go too because I did play the game and I did beat it. I don't want to be a dick. So, well, how far did I get into it? You got like, man, you got past like the beginning, a little bit past the beginning. You got oh. past the part where I was just curious. Yeah, you're not. You're yeah, you're not even close. You're you're fine. Wow. Well, all right. So yeah, let's uh, let's break down these stories. Uh, so there are three stories. Um, I'm gonna be talking for a bit, so everyone just listen. <laughs> So I'm going to start out with the most David Cagey story. Thank God this um, is a podcast. Marcus's, just sit down and yeah, Marcus's story. And by David Cagey, I mean the most poorly written. Um, <laughs> because because it, uh, it, I'm sorry. I'm, I love I, – I want to like David Cage. And, like, there's a lot of memes about him. Like, oh, David Cage is a bad writer. And, like, I, I kind of want to move past the meme part and get to the actual serious analysis. And this is a very serious podcast on here. We talk about comic books and superheroes and video games. And I just want to be serious for a minute. Um, so I'm not really going to give you spoilers, but I will say Marcus's story is really, really like the most David Cagey. So you start out first chapter with Marcus. This isn't a spoiler. Um, very subtle. You, you first, you're, like, you're getting like paint for your master or like that. You're getting paint for your dude, your guy you're taking care of. Right. Yeah, your master. They call them masters. Get it? And he's the slave. Do you get it? And then um, you get stopped by these people. You get stopped by these protesters who like beat you up for absolutely no reason. Then you proceed to get into um the back of the bus. Yeah, uh, there's an Android only um, section of the bus. It's in the back of the bus. Guess Which, what that mission is called? <laughs> what is it called? It's Rosa called Parks? Shades of Color. Uh-huh. I am not kidding. Wow, because it's like paint <laughs> and nigga androids. <laughs> it's real. Well, real deep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And the Marcus story, they have like <laughs> you may have seen this online. Um, there, Marcus will be doing this thing where we doing out. He'll be at a protest or like at a, like uh, he'll be graffitiing something. And there was a dialogue option. <laughs> it said, uh, "We have a dream." It's <laughs> it's really bad. Um, it's really bad. It's it's really really bad. It's not good. Oh, it's really, man. really bad. And it's like, it's like to be fair, when other games try doing this, like Deus Ex tried doing this, um, this thing called uh, they were trying to get like promotion for it, like Augs. They use the term Augs Live Mattered or whatever like that. Jesus it was really Christ. bad because like the main character himself is like you know white and like it's really weird when they try appropriating like stuff from black struggle and I'm black, so I have to be aware of this. Otherwise, I'll get destroyed on social media, <laughs> which I don't have. 
Mm-hmm. I don't get like a thousand think pieces made about me and how awful I am. But um, Shady. I don't think we have the reach. No, we we don't have the range. <laughs> in this game's defense, Marcus is black, but it's really like there's stuff like that, and then there's um, you're doing a mar- like it's really bad. Like I'm starting you know like a little scatterbrain. Yeah, no, no, I actually just to just to focus a little uh, a little bit. I think it is interesting that Jesse Williams even took this role to begin with. I feel like yeah, yeah. games or video games or even just like you know comic books, like you could say that. You know, like the X-Men did it or whatever. All these like allegories for race are like not to the point and like kind of like skirt around the issues, but they like take the rhetoric and the language. And do you think it like is helpful for people to see that? Because at the end of the day, I don't know, for me, it's always, it's like, well, they're androids. So like, I don't think a gamer is going to like play this and be like, wow, maybe I should really think about how actual groups of people are oppressed here by like, you know what? Learning how the game I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm no, getting really excited. I was going to make a joke story. about. I'm really. Yeah, no, you're really jazzed up about it. That's good. I was just going to make a joke Thank about Kara's thing and how you like have to wash dishes in the first. Yeah, thing. I was oh, like, yeah. holy fucking we'll, we'll shit. To, this I'm is gonna the get, worst. We'll, we'll get to Kara's parts. We'll get to Kara's parts. But yeah, no. Back to Marcus. But, um, general, I, I think I think um, when the game is being subtle, like when the game is being like you have in the game, you have the option of being violent and nonviolent. And the game doesn't really punish you too hard for being um, peaceful or violent. So mm. in that way, it's like it's like the game's like validating like both responses. Like it's saying like you know both responses are valid, and you could you could do both. And like it doesn't like limit your options. Like um, certain characters, like some of them side characters, will die if you if you choose a violent one. But you could still do that and stuff like that. Like if you choose the violent option, and like I'm not gonna spoil it, but if you choose the violent option for um, a certain section. It will actually save another character if they, if you got them in like a really bad situation or if they get caught. So that's really cool. It's stuff like that. Um, that's really cool. But you know the whole like raising their hands thing, the hands up, don't shoot thing that they do in the game. Um, the singing slave songs that they do in the game. Um, it's 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 not good. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, oh, it's not subtle. It, it's not good. But I like I, I did like Marcus himself. He was really cool, and you know Jesse did a really good job. Like betraying him, he's really cool. Mm-hmm. But the subtlety is really bad. Like it's just the it's most just David Cagey out of all of it. There's just no nuance. Um, it's just, it's just there's like, no nuance. And, here and ga- is games have been doing this for a while now. They bang it across your head. Yeah, games and they've been doing this for a while now. It's not great. I don't know. And like part of me too, I think is also like insulting to the to the um, consumer. It's like I think we are way past the point where we can handle nuance in our storytelling, but it's just like, here is the commentary. Look at the commentary. Interpret the commentary how I think you should interpret the commentary. But it seems like this game sort of breaks the mold a little bit. But, like, imagine all the cry... If you actually made the game about race, like, oh, this is race, like, you know, imagine all the uh, crybabies on the internet. They're they're throwing a hissy fit because, wah, women's... I can't stand them. Get out of my battlefield. Like, imagine if you actually made a game about the Black Panthers, and, like, no, that would not fly. Like, well, I'm surprised no, Mafia it, 3 didn't get um, as much vitriol as uh, I would think it would. It did, um, but oh, not as much. It never mind. Not nearly as much. Not as much as women. Not nearly as much, though. So I guess that shows where gamers' priorities are. Maybe. <laughs> I don't capital know. G. Capital G, babies. They got their, they got their PhDs in Reddit. They, they know what they're doing. <laughs> All right? You leave them alone. So, uh, what do you think about um, the other two stories? How do you think they were handled? 
The other two stories, I'm not convinced. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> the other two stories, I'm not convinced David Cage wrote them because they're actually competent. Um, no, I know it's bad. I know. Well, I'm sorry. I'm being very mean. I'm mean, David Cage. Now, I- I've seen a lot of social media. Like a lot of this. Phoned like, it in like a Tyler Perry kind movie. Of, yeah, like it's, 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 I see like um uh, like this kind of like like condescending, a little bit pretentious tone of well, the, the game has this these problems and therefore it, it's built on this this whole thing that we shouldn't enjoy it. I'm like, Car Story and Connor Story are really good. Like the, the stories are really really good. Um, they're they're not great. You know, some of them still have the David Cage problems, but um the David Cageiness is mainly in Marcus's story. But but uh, Kara's story and Connor, like I, I care about all the characters, but I really cared about Connor and Kara a lot. They're they're really good, especially Con- Connor does an amazing job. Um, I think his name is uh, I want to say Brian Deckard does does Connor. Um, he does a really 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 good job. And yeah, I really liked. Uh, it's really great. The the sort of what they kind of go through with his character too. I also think it's yeah. very interesting that. <laughs> the mo- the least complex and I guess most uh, derivative story is with the black character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the two white characters we- have better fleshed out stories, or I guess ones that are like less. I don't know. It's I really it weird. Been because- interesting to see like if Connor was black or something. You know what I mean? Like I think that would like if the yeah, police that, officer that great, actually, Android was a black and like nothing else changed or like maybe there was some sort of racial thing in there but like maybe not because like they're androids and they don't give a fuck. They're just like, you know, hunks of plastic to people who hate them. But yeah, whatever. Um Marcus's story, yeah, Marcus's story like I'm not going to say like like when you're marching down the street and you do the like the cringy stuff like it does create sh- really striking visual stuff like visually speaking i was like i was like all inspired i was like wow this is like it's very like you don't really see it like this in games like they're marching down the street and then like this is one section where you're just marching you're you're just like bringing people over to you and they're like they're coming to join you and they're marching. like it's really visually striking wow I've but never um, it's just like everything been yeah in a march and then people like, joined us but okay yeah people just walk he's like just joined in it's like this is great and music start kicking in like you you feel like a badass like marcus is like this he's a revolutionary reader and um, it's it's really cool playing as him because like you do get um, a lot of action with him. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just like the the, the way it's written. It's just too David Cagey. But Connor, Connor is uh, you know he's this cop. He starts as this cop, and he's a deviant hunter. And you know, obviously, he's gonna have you know a little bit of collision with Kara and Marcus, who are two deviants. I'm not gonna spoil that later on the story. But they they really play on each other, and they really work out. It really all works out in very interesting ways. That the store, the game has like like a crap ton of endings and different different pathways and stuff like that. And it's really really good. It's 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 well, the Connor and the Kara parts are really really good. Um, they're they're the less David KG. I'm not convinced he wrote those two parts. I I don't know. I think you got a ghostwriter. I'm not really. I'm not convinced. But. I did. I did really care about those two. I did. Like, those stories were really written well because I was really invested in them um, more mm-hmm. so than Marcus's. And Marcus's. I still like Marcus though. Um, yeah, I don't not like Marcus, but his story could have. Uh... Um, David. I Cage? wonder if they had black people Hands up, writing that one. Yeah. I'm David Kish. I'm David Kish. Hands up! Don't shoot. I have a dream. I'm David Kish. <sighs> Um, how did you feel about the, like, the, 
the how the story kind of played out. Were you the person that like did you play the whole thing and then you went back and tried to find alternate timelines and things? Or I'm gonna be completely honest. I don't have the patience or energy to replay an entire game <laughs> to get the to get the to get the good ending. I don't have the patience for it. So what I do is every first playthrough, I'm like, let me just let me just get this uh, Google Chrome up here. We're gonna um, <laughs> look up on YouTube and we're gonna look up how to get the best ending. Because I don't, I don't feel like doing that. Like I don't like that bullshit where it's like, well, you didn't choose this one thing. Well, I guess all your characters die. Like, no, I hate that garbage. Um, by the way, developers, if you're listening, you know, you're all totally listening. By the way, um, if you're gonna like emphasize that your game has choices in it, you know, I, I don't want the whole like only one choice is the valid and the best one. And if you don't pick it, then it's the wrong choice. Like I hate that bullshit. Like no, but um, sorry, a little tangent. But you know, it's yeah, funny you say that because um, like. <laughs> In the gameplay, you moderately, I don't know, sometimes there were like points that I felt that, oh my God, I'm like fucking this gameplay sequence up. Because there are moments where it's like the God of War, like hit this button, hit this button, do this controlled, hit this yeah. thing. Um, and if you do something out of order, if you hit the wrong thing, there were moments where I was like, oh no, I am going to go down the path that I don't want to go down because I fucked something up completely. Um, yeah, this game, what, what does well is I don't know if it, the it gives you a lot of choices. Yeah. yeah, it gives you, like, even if you fuck up, you still have one character, I'm not going to say who, gets caught. Like, I mentioned this earlier, gets caught because you fuck up a QTE, but you can still keep them alive if you do stuff with Marcus, which is really cool. And, like, it, it, does, it emphasizes, like, it's actually, like, this is one of the very few games where, I kinda, like, your choices actually do matter, like, mm-hmm. in a real meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, good, it's good in that aspect. So, if nothing else, I, I would say... Um, I wouldn't buy it full price because, you know, the David KG parts. But I would say this is definitely worth at some point you getting and checking out that and Until Dawn. Until Dawn's really good, too. But, yeah. Word. Well, okay. I think yes. that, yeah. <clears throat> Thank you so much for your thoughts and your hilarity. No problemo. It's been a good yes, time. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to, uh, at some point, pick up a PS4 now that they're making yeah, an Xbox controller. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> That's literally one of my biggest problems. Oh, is the controllers? I hate. The oh yeah, the PlayStation Four controllers is, yeah. is, is, is garbage. The they, PlayStation Four controllers not very good. I can't remember what company made it, but I have to send you the link. But it's like two hundred bucks. The one that I saw. The Xbox controller is two hundred dollars. No, I saw a. It's like the <laughs> it's the only officially licensed PlayStation Four controller that looks and feels like an Xbox controller. And it's two hundred dollars. That's that's yes, the only officially licensed one I saw. I have. I'll, well, I'll look up the link. I'm pressed, as always. All right, Chase. It's been real. All right. Pieces, yo. Peace. Deuces. Well, that was a show. That was a show. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. It was our eighth show. Eighth four show. months of Gamer Friends. Oh my God. That's uh, so much Game of Friends. And two bonus episodes of Game and of Friends. And two bonus episodes. And we're excited to keep bringing you this content. Yeah. Um, in order to help us do that, we want more people to be listening. So and if you so, could tell a gamer friend, that would be dope. It would be really dope. And tell them to rate and review on iTunes. Also, doubly dope. It would be really helpful. And we would love it very much. We really, really would. I hope you have a lovely day. Have a good two weeks. Deuces. Deuces.